यू आर लिस्निंग टू पॉपकास्ट विद गरिमा हेलो एंड वेलकम टू पॉप शॉट्स शॉट्स आर स्मॉल डोजेस ऑफ डोप दैट आई स्पेशली पिक आउट फ्रॉम द कॉन्वर्सेशन दैट यू विल लिसन ऑन द फुल एपिसोड ऑफ पॉपकास्ट रिमेंबर मेंटोस मेंटोस दिमाग की बत्ती जला दे जस्ट लाइक दैट Shots give you micro doses of learnings to help you unlearn and evolve. All right, I'm in conversation with the super amazing, the legend Seema Anand, an author, mythologist, and Kama Sutra expert. And today's episode, as you guessed by the title, is Kama Sutra for the queer. Now when I decided um you know making an episode with Seema a lot of my queer friends reached out and they wanted to know um all that we know of from the pop culture products around Kama Sutra the positions and you know everything um how's Kama Sutra for the queer and trust me the stories that you know Seema spilled which is Bhagirath was actually born from two women making love now if you don't know who Bhagirath is just like how I didn't know please continue listening we also talk about ungli prayog different mudras to pleasure a woman uh, how pleasure is paramount uh, is it okay to have sex before marriage a burning question that you know i've been asked so many times um and please listen ahead to know my point of view um we also talk about monogamy about aphrodisiacs and all these love potions so i'm sure you're going to have a great time listening to so many facts and you know all of this gyan um if you like the episodes please subscribe or follow wherever you're listening on whichever streaming platform and i will see you very soon with my next episode also if you're somebody new on the podcast please consider subscribing or following wherever you're listening this to thank you okay quick question for for all of my queer friends who sent me this uh, they wanted to know Uh, the relationship of uh, queer depictions in Kama Sutra, because we've seen it, of course, in temples and in the carvings of the statues. Uh, but but how is the queer depiction in Kama Sutra, and do we have some references from there? So we do have some references, um, not very much, I have to say. I think that there's a reason for that. So I mean, they 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 do talk about the, the chapter on oral sex, for instance, is um, the longest chapter on um, homosexuality almost, because it says at one place that ideally you can't ask the woman to do it because blah blah blah, and so you would uh, your you would ask your barber, your nai, mm-hmm. or your massage wala. Hmm. to perform oral sex on you and you would give him some money for it because the idea was that um, if you ask a woman to perform oral sex on you it is necessary that you do the same for her you can't say ke mere liye karo and i won't do it for you so hence if you are not going to do this etc etc hence if there are certain uh, taboos on that so that's actually the way that it talks about homosexuality however it does go on further to talk about certain positions where it says let's say if the man is a little bit less um so if the woman is more masculine as the man is more effeminate how will the position change what will happen what are the uh, what are the rasa what is the bhav what is the moods and the emotions that you will use 
in order to um, perform your positions. Right. But to me, I found actually because, for instance, there's a lot more about um, the woman's pleasure. So it says that you know before you before penetrating a woman, a woman should be brought to orgasm at least twice before you decide to penetrate her. And so there is an entire chapter on what they call ungli prayog, which is mm-hmm. how to fo- make different mudras with your fingers in order to pleasure the woman. And this wasn't necessarily just meant for the the man to do to her. This was either for her own pleasure or for her maids or her friends to do to her so that if she was going for a night of love making and so on. So the idea of pleasure is what comes up paramount when i study the kama sutra i find that it's not so much that they say that if a man does this to you that you will be pleasured or if a woman does this to you the man will be pleasured they talk about pleasure on its own so it says a man is pleasured when this happens and i don't know if i'm making myself clear no, no, on this it's it's course. a very subtle difference so i think that it's not actually putting boundaries and saying that it has to be um, a male woman hmm. relationship uh, sorry uh, a male female relationship yeah. that, that causes this kind of pleasure hmm. it talks about pleasure and i think that it leads you to then understand how that pleasure should be performed hmm. so i always feel that it was very sympathetically written towards just two people who wanted to give pleasure to each other or wanted to get pleasure from each other hmm hmm lgbtq um you know notwithstanding so it i i personally don't think that it is a binary non binary gender non gender issue i think it's it's about pleasure right right and right. i actually so find I that very exciting um as a thought because a lot of the stories there are a lot of stories there's a very famous story from um the one of the purans where hmm. you, you've heard of the character called bhagirath um no i'm afraid bhagirath is the okay so bhagirath in our mythology is the one who brings the ganges down from the heavens okay so he's okay. the one who brings the ganga from the heavens right. now bhagirath is born from two women making love so we are told in that story that his father is dead the two women are widows they um they they're quite young so they have their period they have their ritual bath after that and they come out from their bath and the two of them look at each other and they're totally overcome by love for each other and so they go off to their husband's bed and they make love to each other and a child is born from that and it's a fabulous story because it carries on uh, you know to talk about how brahma comes one of them says oh my god you know i i should kill myself because i I've, i've committed a sinful act and brahma says no there is no sin attached to you i will take the sin you carry on and have this child it's a it's an amazing story but what i love about this story is that it's not just one of those things ke kheer kha ke bachao gaya you know the the typical old stories yeah. of um, you, you know what i mean yeah. um, because in the sushrut samhita in the sushrut samhita it says that there are times when two men can have a child or two women can have a child and from the man when a child is born the, from the man the child inherits the the bones the skeleton and from the mother the child inherits all the organs and the flesh and the soft stuff basically 
okay so if two women have a child or two men have a child then there are some um, deformities hmm. basically that's what they're talking about now in my head when you when you translate this into normal english you realize that they are talking about slightly unusual relationships so whether when they say two women um having a child whether they're talking about uh, you know an effeminate man and a more masculine woman woman or they're talking about uh, two women coming together through a third means i don't know but it definitely acknowledges these relationships so i just want to say you know whenever i do talk about it to the gay community that we have a lot of mythological mythological stories that talk about gay love that talk about homosexual love and i know that they're out there and i know that people have heard them and that's fine i just want to say that actually i think that you you know that you don't need to even worry about the fact that whether it was spoken about in so many words or not because the kama sutra talks about pleasure it talks about how you get pleasure rather than who is going to give you the pleasure right right which i think is really empowering i think it's wonderful yeah that is paramount it just gives you the, the idea yeah of pleasure is paramount and like you said you know correctly and you know that that's what i meant when i said that your ability to seep in facts uh, the whole bhagirath story that you just spoke out i think it was a complete revelation for me and i don't know if anybody who's listening also if they knew about this or not but it was it's wonderful to know about that like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store yeah there's uh, you know there's about two little versions which tell it like this they come from one of the uh, bengal purans and it's easily available google it you love it you just yeah. I, i just find that these stories are incredibly um, empowering they're fabulous i just feel so sad that you know we as a generation we have heaps of books to read but where it all started from and the way it's written like you know I, like i asked you before also we do not have enough recreations or enough um enough classes i don't know how how can we how can we just impart this knowledge to everybody and broaden their minds because like i was telling you i got a question from one of your uh, one of your followers and he said is it okay to have sex um before marriage and it blew me completely because i was like that's such an individualistic question you cannot have a law or a rule book that tells you if you should or you shouldn't and i think it's completely okay to have sex before marriage after marriage i don't so what do you have to say about all of these things you know like you said i think it's an individual thing i think that there are different rules for different people it depends on the um it depends on the parameters that you live within who are yeah. we to say yes you should or no you shouldn't i i just don't think that it's um one of those things that i would ever i would ever make a judgment on sure i always say when people come to me and they talk about monogamy and i always say to them you know that anything that you decide to do in life people say oh but it's unnatural uh, monogamy is unnatural whatever the thing might be it i i just think that 
society makes certain rules and it says that monogamy is one of those rules okay if we have chosen to live in that society then i think that we need to follow most of the rules for it but yes in your head you can you can you can never say that okay i will never fantasize about somebody else or i will never think about somebody else no. but in a lot of our old stories that's where we were told that the sin was you know you heard of all these stories where such and such a woman um looks at somebody else and suddenly all her chastity disappears because the ghara that she's carrying breaks and then her husband curses her and says to his son that her head has to be chopped off because she has been unfaithful because she looked at somebody else hmm. and i think that it's stories like that that really need to be um dismantled and dismembered because you you cannot say that somebody can't think about somebody else so you can't fantasize or whatever but if you want to be that person that your partner never wants to think about somebody else you need to do something about it you can't you can't just say i will be useless boring painful unattractive not do anything that you like but you will be in love with me forever and ever make yourself worthy of that lifetime of monogamy for your partner. Hmm. Hmm. Make yourself worthy of it. Be an exciting person. You know that's what I said earlier about the 64 skills of the Kama Sutra that anything is possible but the 64 skills were meant to make you a diverse personality. Right. They were meant to give you different things to be um to talk about different conversations things that made you more exciting. Come on we are all human beings we're all in relationships at some stage or the other we know how it feels when our partner behaves a certain way and when they make an effort and it's not easy to make an effort i know that a lot of work goes into making an effort but isn't that all of i mean isn't that our responsibility all of us i think 100% agree with you a little effort um of of knowing what you know your what your partner wants and will probably also help you know what you also want you know it it just works both way it does work both ways and and it's a lot of effort like i said you know people would come along and say like literally they want a love potion you know there's that lovely story um from one of our tribal regions where it's this woman her husband goes off to war and before going to war he was such a good loving kind attentive man when he comes back he's changed completely he's distant he won't talk to her and she's really desperate she doesn't know how to make him fall back in love with her so she goes to a jadugar and she says help me i i want some help make me a potion make me a love potion so he falls in love with me again and this um this this magician says ki okay i'll make your potion but there are a couple of things that i need for it and one of those things i can't get myself because i'm old now so if you can get it for me i will do it for you and that one thing is the whisker of from a, a tiger one hair from the tiger's whisker okay just one hair from the whisker of a tiger okay but it has to be taken while the tiger is alive and while the tiger is not frightened so usme wo um dar ka pasina nahi hona chahiye acha okay so the woman says okay i'll do it 
so she goes off she finds uh, you know she goes to live in a forest she finds out where there is this whole tribe of tigers that roam around and then she makes um, she identifies one and gradually gradually she builds up this relationship with this tiger aista aista you know where the tiger starts to trust her and finally after 6 months of working with this wow the tiger trusts her so much that one day he actually falls asleep with his head on her lap and at that point she takes that hair and she goes back to the jaguar and she says here i've got it take now and make me the magic potion and he says for god's sake you saw the kind of dedication and patience you used to get that tiger to be your friend that's all you need <laughs> wow that's your magic potion wow what a story yeah i know but isn't that exactly it True. on both sides isn't that what we need it's yeah. it's hard work of course of course speaking of love potions um what's the whole deal with aphrodisiacs because we have a lot of people that say strawberry and chocolate and you know they increase your libido or we have all of these myths hovering us all the time and anything on the internet if it's framed into a box it becomes a quote and it 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 tells you that okay this is what it is true okay so there is nothing in this world that will make you that you eat and suddenly you will become an amazing lover mm-hmm. okay there is a difference in you could have a little blue pill and it will give you a non-stop erection it will not make you a brilliant lover it will just give you a non-stop erection and i have to tell you that the little blue pills will give you very bad palpitations and have a lot of side effects uh-huh some people find it useful and fair enough medically it's prescribed for them now there is the the kama sutra says that your ability to be good or to hmm. have good sex hmm. is that you should not have bloating oh okay okay that's the worst thing because for um you to be aroused you have to mm. have a good blood flow to your sexual organs mm. that's what gives you a good this thing now mm. if you have constipation or bloating your brain is fogged up you feel horrible you feel like shit you can be beautifully dressed mm. Mm. you can look like a million dollars you can be everything but if you don't feel good on the inside you're not going to feel like a great lover wind that is very important so you have things to get rid of wind that helps because that reduces the bloating and the kama sutra says about okay so like if you have a couple of glasses of wine it says you shouldn't have more than two but two glasses of red wine before making love and that will sort of lower your inhibitions hmm. um you don't eat before sex you eat after sex because if you eat before then your digestive process will take over and you cannot have good sex but um it's how you eat it's what you eat it's how it's a, more importantly it's how you eat it's how it's given to you it's how it's fed to you hmm. 
and even more importantly it's the communication it's the stories that you tell so for instance it says that if you are uh, having a romantic evening and you're going to make love you serve your uh, so this is for the man you know okay like i said the kama sutra was written for men to teach them how to be good lovers or you know um, how to pleasure a woman properly so it says that um, so you spend an evening with your with the woman who you're going mm. to make love to yeah a couple of glasses of red wine because that will make your breath smell good okay so a couple of glasses of red wine and a few little savory bits but you accompany it with naughty stories and it says share gossip uh-huh or share naughty stories to arouse her and gossip because you want her to get her to lower her inhibition so it's like no that you know to just get that kind of reaction and they say that that's something you can really get into so you know it'll sort of clear away um wow. any other distractions and you get into it after you have made love the man has to then provide a fabulous meal for the woman with eight different types of taste in the meal mm. and he's supposed to pick up each thing bite into it first and then give her the this thing saying acha ye khata hai okay try this this is sweet it's very nice okay then you know and so and so this is how he would feed it to her um the the meal would change according to the seasons according to the phases of the moon etc so you know it was all different things that you had at different times and it was a different set of stories that you told her at this time so now it was not arousing stories now it was stories of lovers who got together and lived happily ever after so ah. good stories to show her that it's a good thing that we made love because there are others who have done it and look they've had a great life together right right so it was all about what you accompanied the food with hmm 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 okay makes sense so i know that this is always really distressing for people when they find out that there is no such thing as the aphrodisiac <laughs> um there isn't unfortunately uh, and all this thing about i mean i have had people say to me that when we eat dark chocolate it makes us feel right i love dark chocolate and i know that when i eat dark chocolate it kind of makes me feel really good it makes me feel satisfied and oh my brain buzzes and all the rest mm. of it but it doesn't necessarily make me a good lover there's a difference of course i mean if only eating chocolate could have made you the biggest and the greatest of lovers like i think all our <laughs> <laughs> all our troubles would be over yeah <laughs> this is the most easiest hack then yeah. okay absolutely acha to hum chalte hain phir kab miloge subscribe kar lo to pata chal jayega अब ये सुन लिया है तो पूरा एपिसोड भी जाके सुन लो उसमें प्लेलिस्ट भी है एंड ऑल दी अदर कॉन्वर्सेशन ऑल्सो प्लीज गो सब्सक्राइब ऑन यूट्यूब एंड सी यू सुन बाय